All right, guys, welcome to the inaugural episode of the Bosco Podcast. I'm Nick Godin, joined by my co-host Joshua Marshall, Bosco himself. We got Ryan Petrovich here. Uh, that's Petro and Chris St. Jacques, who is Jocko. Before we get right into the hockey talk, we want to make sure that we thank our sponsors who make it possible for us to do this show. A big thanks to uh, Pete's Concrete with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Pete's Concrete's been in business for 30-plus years in Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, Los Angeles, and Las Vegas, specializing in flat work concrete and a brand-new home renovation division. So give Pete a call at 780-940-3784. That is 780-940-3784. Now, do we have Jeff Glass here right now? Yeah, I'm here, guys. Oh, perfect, perfect. It's great to talk to you, Jeff. Now, uh, as everyone knows, Jeff recently played with the Chicago Blackhawks, also played 173 games in the KHL, drafted 89th overall by the Ottawa Senators, and uh, probably one of the greatest and most dominant goaltending performances anybody's seen in the World Junior Championships in North Dakota. He won a gold medal and uh, went undefeated. So, Jeff, how are you? How are you doing? Doing good. Yeah, feel good. It's that time of year. It's getting a little cool here in Calgary, and uh, it feels like hockey season. Oh, it is. I, I can't wait, man. And I tell you what, I'm in, I'm, in, uh, I'm in Rhode Island right now, and it's about 85. I've got a heated pool right outside, so I'm going to enjoy that. Uh, tell us a little bit about your summer. What have you been enjoying? Did you go on vacation? Have you just been resting? What's your summer been up to? Yeah, no, it's been an interesting summer. I thought it would be uh, kind of a short summer. We uh, I got to join the Rockford Ice Hogs after I was up with Chicago for a Calder Cup run, and uh, we ended up making it all the way to the uh, the semifinals or the the conference finals, and uh, eventually lost out to Texas. So um, I didn't really start my summer till June, which is a little different for me. I've, after playing a few years in the KHL, um, I was used to finishing as early as February. So uh, it was it was kind of different to finish in June this year, and uh, back to Canadian summers where when I get home, it's actually summertime and there's not three feet of snow on the ground. So I thought that was kind of cool. And then, and then, uh, took, took a couple of weeks, but, um, the way the game's changed now, you gotta, you gotta stay on it. So, uh, took a couple of weeks to kind of heal up and then get back after it. And, uh, took a little, uh, it was, it was our five year anniversary, me and my wife. So we took a little vacation, mm-hmm. the two of us and, uh, and then it was game on again and, and back to training and getting ready for this year. Well, congrats on your five uh, five year anniversary. That's awesome. Now you you sort of touched on my next uh, next question. Uh, so you've still you've still been working at it. You've still been training. Uh, you just played fifteen games with the Chicago Black uh, Hawks. So you're an unrestricted free agent. Can you tell us a little bit about what your future holds? What do you want to do? Yeah, no, I um, I actually did get a little bit of news here just uh, just over the weekend. I, I'm going to join the Calgary Flames on a PTO. Uh, oh, excellent! And, and head head to camp there. So the journey is going to continue over. Uh, in North America for now, at least, and uh, pretty excited about that opportunity and and them giving me a chance to to come to camp and and kind of prove my stuff. So uh, that's where my focus has kind of shifted, and I'm I'm looking forward to getting started with them and uh, kind of seeing where it goes. Yeah, the, uh, I mean that that is extremely exciting, and congratulations on that. We look forward to seeing how that progresses. Um, in terms of playing in North America and then in in completely different countries, like you played in the KHL. It, what's the difference in terms of playing? I mean, do, do you prefer any different area in North America? I mean, how, how have you liked it, your experience in your career? Yeah, well, it's, it's been a journey, and that's the best way to put it. It's just it's been a journey because right. uh, I, it, when I went over to the KHL, I was one of the younger guys in that league, and uh, it was a different league. It was, it was a different experience. I was a different person. I didn't really realize uh, how much growing up I had left to do on the ice and off the ice. So um, I learned a lot about myself over there. Uh, playing style it's a skilled league in the KHL and you as a goaltender I think they'll eat you alive if, if you're not careful and uh, it kind of taught me a lot about myself and then I was able to 
uh, kind of mature on the ice and off the ice and learn, learn that there's uh, a little more that goes into the game than just showing up at, at 10 a.m. for practice or maybe at 5 p.m. for games and throwing on your gear and heading out there. I learned, I learned a, a few good off-ice habits that um, I've kind of carried over now, and uh, I feel like I'm a better person, a more prepared goalie, a, a, just a better all-around uh, athlete when, when it comes to playing net. And, and so now I take that back, and uh, you had all the resources of an NHL team or an NHL system uh, in Chicago and, and they, they provided everything I'd need and you get on the ice there now and it, there's much less to worry about when you do all the prep work before. So uh, long story short, I, I really enjoy being back in North America. I think the game's um, trending in the right direction. It's a lot of fun as a goaltender. It's, it's super skilled. Uh, it's, it's a lot, it's fast. It's fun. It's young guys taking over the game and uh, I'm trying to hang on as an old guy for as long as I can. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so with the with you joining the Calgary Flames, there's there a lot of guys that you train with in Calgary in the summertime that that stay, that are with the Flames that that live there in the summertime too. Yeah, there's a couple guys I recognize, but to be honest, most of the guys we skate with in the summer, uh, for whatever reason, live in Calgary and play everywhere else. So uh, it's a, it was a new uh, a new group of faces when I went into the rink this morning. A, a couple guys I obviously recognize, but uh, it's funny how that works. I never ever thought that. Being from Calgary, I'd end up playing for the Flames, but it, it turned out that way, and um, at least I'm going to get to go start there, and, and we'll see where it goes. Yeah, no, that's a that's it's very exciting. Like I think there's a great opportunity there for you to take the take a job uh, as a good backup. Like obviously, I've been a fan of, of you for for many years. So, um, like like to talk about your time with Team Canada at the World Juniors and how that was, and um, was that one of the obviously probably one of the greatest teams you ever played on? I would assume. Yeah, you guys gave me quite a bit of credit there in the intro. I don't know if I was great goaltending performances or I was just part of one of the greatest. It was a pretty good team, and uh, I was lucky enough to be on it, which which meant that uh, I guess my stats looked all right. But um, it was it was just a fun team to be a part of. I think when we all got together, you could kind of tell. You looked around the dressing room that it was a special group, and uh, most of these guys wanted not just NHLers, but maybe as far as Hall of Famers or or more than that. So it, it was a lot of fun. And um, I, I knew right from the get-go that it was going to be a pretty special team. Nice. And it must have been pretty nice to link back up with uh, Seeds when when you guys got back, when you got into Chicago there. Yeah, it was great. I, I always tell uh, the story when I first got to Chicago for my first game. Uh, I got there a little earlier than I thought. I got my times mixed up. I thought it was a 7 o'clock start, but it was a 7.30 start. And uh, he's an early early guy at the rink as well. He was the first face I saw when I got there. So it was a real nice feeling getting to the rink and, and seeing somebody you know and recognize. And he kind of showed me the lay of the land. And, and um, you know, it was, it's another guy that I've, I was actually roommates with him at World Junior. So uh, we know each other really well. That's awesome. I think Jocko had a question there for you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, just a couple things. Uh I know I remember playing against you when you were in Kootenai Ice. I hope you were nice enough, and I can't remember if you let me score or not. But yeah, you got you know a couple I mean? on me. I don't, 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 don't. Yeah, I, 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 I think I did, but I can't remember if I did. But it was a good competition against the Kootenai Ice all the time, so I had the pleasure of, uh, you know, getting a chance to play against you. So that's, uh, I mean, it's a, it's an honor to talk to you now, and definitely. Uh, no, my question: How was it to play against like, uh, like the skilled and talented kids of like Connor McDavid and Sidney Crosby? Yeah, well, I, I mean, it was um, – it's pretty cool. I, I obviously got to play my first game against Connor McDavid, and um, <laughs> the night before was uh, – you know, it wasn't that easy getting to bed knowing that you might be playing against one of the best players in the world the next day on the back, on the tail end of a back-to-back. But um, yeah. that, that's hockey, and that's the way it is. And um, yeah. you know as a goal scorer that 
Um, these guys try to get any advantage they, ha- they can, and, and nothing's changed now. So you go into those games as a goalie, you try to take as much free scout as you can, be as prepared as you can, and uh, maybe pick up a few tendencies. But uh, for the most part, it's, especially with Connor McDavid, he was one of the fastest players I've ever played against. And uh, yeah. you just have to kind of respect his skill and his speed and uh, maybe play him uh, a little differently than everybody else. But <laughs> Um, that that goes without saying, and and it was a lot of fun. I mean, it's it's yeah. you try to you try to enjoy it as much as you can because I think that uh, a lot of guys get nervous and maybe overwhelmed with the situation, and I, I tried to just kind of kick back and smile and think, yeah, well, sure. it's, it, it it should be a lot of fun out there. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no pressure. Just uh, enjoy it, like you said, right? Enjoy the moment and then enjoy the time. Well, now maybe who knows? Maybe the Battle of Alberta, right? You might be involved more and more now, so. I could uh, you could see a little bit more of McDavid, which would be, I mean, a good good for myself to watch and uh, maybe like for yourself to be part of. Yeah, it'd be great, and and uh, that'd be something I'd obviously welcome uh, with open arms for sure. Oh, it's, uh, it's a great battle. I think Calgary and Edmonton has always had there. Um, being from Calgary, grown, born and raised here, I, I'm well aware of that, and grew up being a Flames <laughs> fan. So it's it's a it's a lot of fun, and um, yeah, no, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, so, with with the flames there, are you are you going to cruise with them to China? Do you know that yet, or is it still kind of too early to kind of talk about that? Yeah, I don't I don't know any of the details yet. I like I said, this kind of came on my plate this weekend. I don't. Um, I, I think even officially, it'll probably be released uh, tomorrow. So you guys are getting one step ahead of everybody. But it was um, it was it was brought to my attention that they were. Uh, they might need somebody like myself and, and that was kind of all I needed to know and my agent brought it to me and I said let's do this so um, yeah, I don't have a lot of details if I'll be going to China or not uh, but I'm just like I said ready to go to the rink be excited to be there so you, you mentioned Jeff that uh, you grew up in Calgary Alberta um, tell me that always a goal for you did you always want to play in Calgary you know you grew up as a fan of the Calgary Flames was that a goal I, I think it was. Um, I mean, I always grew up idolizing the Flames. Even the year before I was drafted was uh, the year the Flames made that run to the finals. And I was right. I was a 17 year old kid. I was right on board, you know, waving my Flames fan and our uh, Flames flag. And, and, and I mean, it, it's something you do when you grow up. Uh, I was lucky enough to obviously grow up in it with an NHL city here. And um, as a kid, you get to idolize my, my favorite player was Trevor Kidd as a kid growing up. And uh, and now, you know, to go and wear that same jersey would be pretty cool. So uh, it's definitely special. But uh, like I said, I'm trying to just uh, take this one step at a time. Yeah, they got a really good team. I'm a, I'm a, a big Flames fan and uh, huge, probably the president of the Travis Hamannick, uh, f- uh fan fan group there. Just kind of got a similar story with him and our, our father's passed away at a young age and what he does for that, that team. But uh, with a lot of changes that they made, I'm sure you kept up to date with it. Um, you pretty must be pretty excited to obviously to get things going and uh, yeah. probably be a good playoff push that I think you guys can make. Yeah, and and, and I think the Flames are um, are definitely improving. Like you said, I think there's um, there's a lot a lot of teams out there that are always trying to get better, and, and the Flames are no different. But um, I, I think what they did in the off season proves that they're serious and uh, they're looking to actually make that next step. And so, looking forward to being a part of it. Yeah, I mean, like the uh, the offseason moves, like getting a guy like James Neal and, and Noah Hannafin. I mean, we talked a little bit about Noah Hannafin before you came on. And, I mean, that you must be excited, like you just mentioned, but you really must be excited to join a team that has made those improvements. You know, when I spent some time with the Arizona Coyotes, I was at a golf tournament, and I heard some talk from, you know, players like Derek Stepan, right, 
leaders on, on their teams. How they love playing in Arizona, but they don't like the fact that the organization isn't spending money on good players. So to see that the Calgary Flames are really making strong moves, getting young guys like Noah Hannafin, but picking up a vet and a solid player like James Neal, I mean, you must be excited to get in there and, and you know, possibly crack the team and be part of something that looks like it could be special. No, exactly. You, you hit the nail right on the head. It, um, I was able to skate with Noah last summer uh, down at his Daryl Belfry skills camp, and I skated with him again last week. And uh, he's a special player. He's just a kid, but he's got so much, uh, so much talent. He's so silky smooth, and um, I really think I, I'm a huge fan of him as well. So I, I think that's a huge addition. And like you said, James Neal, everybody knows him. I got to play against him a couple times last year, and um, he's a sniper. He knows how to put the puck in the net. And in a day and age when Goal scoring is hard. It's uh, it's pretty cool to have guys that around that that know how to score, and and I think it's it'll bode well for the Flames this year. Now, Pe- Petro and Jocko, you guys have any other questions? No, that's it for me. Just best of luck for you. Well, I appreciate that. I'm I'm glad that you're not still playing. I don't have to put up with you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jocko just retired. Yeah, thank you. Year, actually, so he, uh, oh, good run for myself. Job with the Lloyd Minster Bobcats. So, well, that's good. That's awesome, guys. I appreciate you guys having me on. No, I appreciate it too. Thank you, and we'll uh, keep following you here and probably catch up on during the regular season if that's fine with you. Sounds good, guys. Look forward to it. Thanks for uh, letting me be a part of this. Thanks. Take care. Thank All you. right. Thanks. Well, that was a great interview, boys. That was uh, nice yeah. to have, have Jeff on. And uh, that interview was also sponsored by Big Rack Rentals. Um, to get all your rental needs for your, all your power tools, any kind of tools you guys need, visit www.bigrackrentals.com. Um, thanks for Ray Crottle Jr. for coming on board with us this year. Um, yeah, no, that was awesome. Happy for him. Gets, gets to play at home in front of his Yeah, family. I mean, look, look at that, guys. Boys, we, we were on... Come on, we've been on here for 30 minutes now. Uh, we're talking about a podcast where we got NHL players breaking news, for God's sake. This is the inaugural episode, and here we are breaking news. Uh, Jeff Glass signing a PTO with the Calgary Flames. So excited for him. Um, you know, he sounded like he had a fun time on air with us. We definitely appreciate him being on. And, I, you know, I, I think he could crack the team, but I think Calgary's doing something really special. So it would be nice if he could be part of that. No, I, I, I definitely think he can crack the team. They had some questions I know he's an older guy and, and, and same with Mike Smith he's a bit of an older guy too but uh you know Jeff he played pretty good last year man he yeah. really good in front of a team like Chicago who you know the, 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 we all know who they are it's just it was just a tough year with them yeah. um but they were you know, depleted they, yeah they, you know they had they had injuries and yeah. you know they had to trade off some parts but you know like David Riddich and and John Gillies you know that those guys aren't aren't proven, and you know that veteran presence like like Jeff can make that that big difference. Yeah, well, not only that, you know, you, you mentioned Chicago's sort of uh, short fallings last year. Uh, it, that all sort of started when they traded Nicholas Jarmuson. I mean, I I know I was listening, listening to Spitting Chicklets, and they were talking about the fact that uh, Quenneville was not happy when they traded to Jarmuson. They got a guy like Connor Murphy back, but. You know, Jeff wasn't necessarily playing in front of a incredible defense. I mean, you know, Chicago doesn't have a bad defense, but it certainly wasn't as good as it has been in years past. So for him to go to Calgary where the defense in front of him is going to be pretty solid, 
you know, I, I see it as a good opportunity, and I think his numbers and stats are going to be even better if he cracks that squad. Oh yeah, they, they that'll be. I'm excited for him. Like honestly, that's that's pretty huge, and you know, maybe I'll get a chance to go overseas um, with China, with the group that's going to China, or you'll get quite a few games here in North America. So I know that they're kind of splitting groups there. There's going to be a group going there and a group. Well, you know, like it was nice to talk to Jeff, but if he goes overseas over to China, he'll be playing my Bruins. And, you know, yeah. I, want the, I want the best for him. Look, I want the best for him, but I'd like to see a few dubs in the preseason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I didn't, right. want to, I didn't want to mention to it when he was on air, but uh, yeah, no, we'll, no. we'll follow him closely. We'll yeah, follow no, him. exactly. Uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll get him on throughout the year. Um, that'll be pretty, pretty sweet. So, yeah. so yeah, the guys with some news and notes uh, around the NHL, you know, let's uh, let's let's touch on let's touch on that. Um, if you want to jump into that, there, uh, Nick. Yeah, of course. You know, you you brought up an interesting uh, interesting subject, and I kind of want to get right to it because I think it 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 can be a long one, and maybe it's because you guys are going to start ranting, you Edmonton fans over there. But uh, Peter Shirelli, okay, Peter Shirelli. What are your thoughts on him? Is he a bad GM? Is he average? Is he a good GM? Is he doing what Edmonton needs to be successful? I mean, what what are your thoughts? Um, myself, go, you go, you Bo- go, Patch. Bosco, I know you hate him. <laughs> yeah, I've been, <laughs> no. I've been running him out of town for a while. You know what? Like, he's probably a good person. It's just like it's it's just the the some of the decisions like he's lost on trades, so he hasn't made any trades recently, and it's just like. You bring in an unproven backup for $2.5 million, and then you're kind of strong-arming Darnell Nurse. Now, what I think of Darnell Nurse as a defenseman is different. Like, you know, if some radio shows, they say that he's a top four. I still, you know, he's a top four because they have a depleted blue line, you know. Right. Yeah, no, you know what? I People rip on the guy for the Hall-Larsen trade, but when the Oilers were in the playoffs – it was oh man, Larson's such a beauty. What a stud! What a steal! Like yeah. Drew Halsey, and now all of a sudden it's oh we got ripped off. So it's just how the team's playing. I think with what he's got, he's up against the cap. And honestly, I'd I'd strong arm Nurse too. Yeah. I don't think he's proven enough. Yeah. I think he got screwed on the Drysaitel deal. He maybe should have went bridge deal before he gave him all that money. But uh, I think he's doing okay. We'll see this year. Yeah, you got to give him another, I, another year, right? So Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think this is going to be a big year for Peter Shirelli. And, you know, if uh, if it's anything like his time in, in Boston, I think you can kiss Connor, McGregor, or Connor McDavid goodbye because uh, I'm still <laughs> a little bitter about Tyler Sagan leaving Boston. You know, it's funny because I got a Peter Shirelli autographed business card. And, um, you know, th- this is when they won the Stanley Cup and – you know, Jeff Gorton, the, the assistant GM who was interim for a season before their other GM got fired, he, he's the one who drafted guys like Marshan and Bergeron and Krejci. So I can't even give that to, to Peter Shirelli. But I got his business card, business card, his autograph, and his phone number was sort of – it was scratched out, right? Yeah. But if you tilted it in, in light, you could see his phone number clearly. And I thought about giving him a call when he <laughs> traded Tyler Sagan and being like, dude, what are you doing? Are yeah. you kidding um, you know, nobody could have could have thought that Don Sweeney would have come in and let Louis Erickson walk, right? But uh, 
you know, I, I think that if, if Edmonton fans are upset with Peter Shirelli, they can sit in the same couch as Bruins fans. Yeah. I, even with him and with Boston, it was, you know, it was, it was tough. They're kind of handcuffed with the Sagan trade because, you know, there's the stuff that happened off ice that never really came to, you know, a light that you don't know if it's true or if it's real or, or whatnot. So, you know, it's kind of tough uh, in that aspect to think, you know, that, that they traded a good player because the players he traded, you know, he's like Blake Wheeler and Phil Kessel and, you know, Tyler right. Hall and Neil Yakupov. <laughs> so, you know, but uh, it, it, he, you know, I, like you say, you got to give him another year, I guess, you know, like the, the cap will probably go up. Nurse will probably be under around 3 million. Um, it's just seeing how, I think at the end of the day, it really depends how good Cam Talbot plays in my mind. When it comes yeah. down to the Oilers. Cam, Cam Talbot, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting you bring him up. What, what, what would you put his value at? I mean, is, is he a starting – is he a fringe starter? Is he a starting goalie? Does he have a lot of potential? Or, you know, is, is he not the, the Oilers guy? Oh, I, think he, I think he's definitely the guy. Just Yeah. I think it's always the same. Like, I talked to all my – a lot of NHL buddies. Yeah, I mean, through their mid of their contracts – for their attitude, I'll be honest with you, it's all kind of mediocre. You know what I mean? Do they train as hard as they should? Should they do this? Should they do that? No. <laughs> they wait till the last year of their contract, and then that summer, that's where they train the hardest. <laughs> and you'll see. I guarantee you, Talbot will be working. He'll be a good goalie this year. <laughs> yeah, he's got the – he's a UFA. As you know, he's wanting so. to pay – every guy wants a payday. It's the same oh, with yeah. players, right? So they'll work yeah. their ass off in that last year of their contract. That's what I – Speaking to a lot of them, and you'll see. I think he'll stand on his head this year. So are they? Are they a playoff team? I think so. Uh, yeah. I I I kind of say no, and I kind of say yes. It's just that West got so good. Yeah. You know, like I really like. I know Petro's gonna. Petro's obviously a big uh, Kings fan there with Kovalchuk going there, and you know, I just think that's something that that team <laughs> missed forever. So you know, and I. To be honest, in my mind, I think Jonathan Quick's the best goaltender in the NHL. So, so I think when you have the best goalie in the NHL, in my mind, you have a chance to win every night. Now, you know, do they? Is everyone's another year older there? You know, Dustin Brown had a great year last year. Can he come back and have that same great year he had last year this year? Like that's a big part of their team going forward. Like for for me, I think Calgary, the Flames will be they'll be good, like you say. They got good defense. They've added some depth up front too, but the goalie situation, maybe Glass coming in, might you know what I mean help out. I think personally because Smith, he's a band aid. He's always hurt every year he's played. You know what yeah. I mean, good goalie, but it, how many games is he really going to get in, right? Yeah, and no, maybe and having do, and you you do miss him a lot. Like when he misses, it's oh, not, when he's out, like I'm looking at, you know, I'm looking at their roster right now. They have a 26 year old backup. Richich or something, I believe David his name Rich. is. Rich, yeah. You know, Rich, how yeah. how good is he? Is he a good enough guy to come in? Like, well, he started I don't good last year with him, and then he fell off. Like, yeah. when Smith got hurt. He had to start taking yeah. more of the load. But I think Glass, like you say, with a better defense in front of him, not a depleted defense. Yeah, that could. You know, I mean, that could be a good backup situation. Yeah, I think. it was weird in Chicago. I think like Duncan Keith didn't have a goal until like almost like towards the end of the year like he had two goals like you know like that's unheard of you know see Brent Seabrook didn't have the greatest year either so but 
I'm definitely so, looking. I'm looking. I'm definitely looking for the Battle of Alberta. You know, what I mean, my for myself yeah. being back home finally after ten years in Europe. You know, what I mean, and getting to watch NHL games, maybe go to a couple of live games and all that. So, you know, what I mean, it's yeah. kind of like watching the Stampeders and Eskimos play right now in the CFL. So what do you guys think of these RFAs that aren't signed? We got Shea Theodore with the Golden Knights. Uh, we also got Darnell Nurse. We got William Nylander. Um, we got Sam Reinhardt. Uh, yeah. You know, like those are some big names. I think I'm missing one more. We got Jordan Smaltz as well, who's not signed. Sam Reinhardt, you mentioned Nick Ritchie. Miles Wood. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you really you got some good players here who haven't been yeah. signed yet. And it's um, – I don't know whether it comes down to money or what, but yeah, Miles Wood as well. Uh, the Shea Theodore one specifically with the Vegas Golden Knights shocks me a little bit. And you got to think because uh, the whole Nate Schmidt situation where it sounds like he could be gone for 20 games, uh, they could be down a defenseman for 20 games. And we can get in more into that later, but you got to think that the Shea Theodore signing might be coming quick. Yeah. Yeah. He, <clears throat> I'm surprised he hasn't signed actually. Like, I'm just looking at his stats. 20 minutes a night plus player, almost 30 points in 60 games. Yeah. I mean, they should just, I don't know, what, 5 million, I would think, for him? 5, 6 million? Well, if you make it a short term deal, sort of like they did with Willie Carlson, I mean, I, I think that that would be fine. And if he can prove it in two years, he, he's only 23 years old. So um, if you give him one or two year yeah. deal at $5 million, it's not going to hurt you, especially with Vegas, who's a new team. But right now, I think he's an important part of that defense. And it really shouldn't take – just like Joshua Morrissey, I mean, I'm surprised that he hasn't been signed either. He's a guy that, you know, had 26 points and w- sort of like similar to Theodore, uh, but I think very important for their, their defense. Yeah, and there's another team that's up against the cap too. You know, I think they got to play – they obviously got to pay Liney and Wheeler next year, I believe. So, like, I don't know if they move a body out. I, I, I don't know how – what um, – Bufflin still ends. I think it's another two more years after. I think he's got this year and next year. So I don't know if they try to move him out, um, right. or maybe they, maybe they buy out Kulikov or try to find. Buff Bufflin's got three yeah. more. Yeah, and I know years. Kulikov got that yeah. big deal there too. So. Oh man, he yeah. he fleeced yeah, them he on did. that deal. <laughs> I could, I was watching the UFA the yeah. show the TSN and. They came across the ticker. I thought for sure it was an error. I was like, there's no way. He had like one point in like seven games played. Oh, here's 16 million. <laughs> you go. No, he's going to go. That's awesome, man. Uh, what's what's yeah. taking William Nylander so long? I mean, you look at the Toronto Maple Leafs who have right now uh, projected cap space of 13316000 a little more than that. So, you know, they, they have the money to be able to sign him. Of course, they've got a lot of people that they're going to have to re-sign. You know, Jake Gardner. Uh, they've got Ron Hainsney, uh, Carrick. You know, they've got a lot of players going to have to sign next year. But why hasn't Nylander got a contract? I, I, he came out. He was doing a, a golf tournament at Mitch, one of the tournaments in Mitch Marner's. Or it was Zach Hyman's. And he pretty much just came out and said that he wants long-term. Like, he, they asked him, would you prefer short-term or long-term? And... He said long term, so I think the Leafs want to go short term on him. So, you know, that's out of all of them, I, that's the one I see can creep into training camp and him not being there. So, I, 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 a lot of these guys are getting into town today and tomorrow, and you know, so they're going to start skating with you know some player, some 
someone that's not involved in the organization by CBA rules, you can't allow uh, someone that works for the organization to run a camp. I, I don't, it, it'll be tough there. Like I, I think, you know, sweet Sweden players usually kind of sign around usually the same. They like, if it's defensemen, they like the four to 5 million and forwards, you know, they usually like the six to the high, the, you know, high seven. So in my mind, I think he comes, comes in around 6.3 million. And and you think you think that Toronto signs him, right? You don't think they trade him? You think no, I I think if he was going to get traded, he probably would have been traded by now. Right. Um, you know, I know that they need a defenseman. So does would you trade him for Justin Falk? Like that's that's gone on all summer and nothing's happened with Justin Falk. So it's yeah. you know it's I think he's got a well, couple I years think, left. I think that you know historically I've always maybe I overrate Justin Falk. I love Justin Falk as a defenseman. I think he can do it both. I think he'd be perfect in the Bruins system. But you mentioned long term and how you know Nylander wants probably a longer term deal. Toronto might want to go with the short term, but he he's consistent with sixty one points in a season between the last two years. I mean it's you know he's it, he's only played three years in the NHL and uh, you know. 2017, 81 games, and he had 61 points. 2018, 82 games, he had 61 points. So he's definitely consistent. And I, I see nothing wrong with a long-term deal around that $6 million that you said. Yeah, no, I don't know. He didn't do good in the playoffs, so maybe there's a sour taste in the mouth there. Well, it could have been who they were playing. <laughs> don't get me started on that, man. <laughs> Cold sweats for quite a few years, man. I was actually yeah. watching TSN the other night, and they were showing the, the first – uh, collapse in Boston in 2014. <laughs> you know, yep. red light rhymer was red light rhymer. So, yeah. You know, it's funny. I went, the, the best game I've ever gone to in, in the history of any game, you know, I went to like David Ortiz's second to last baseball game in his career, but uh, I was at game seven against the Leafs just this last playoffs when, and seeing the insurgence of, of Jake DeBrusque, it's just one of the greatest moments. So, um, you know, the couple guys that play ball hockey with that, uh, that know him and they said he had a pretty, a pretty good summer. So, so it'd be interesting to see what kind of he brings back. You know, I guess we can kind of go into the Boston Bruins preview and you know them better than anyone on here. Um, I think, I, I think they finished first in the East. You I think, think they, wait, yeah. you say that again, you think that they're going to be first in the East? Yeah. I think they finished first in the Eastern conference. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I, they, honestly, I. Over I Tampa so. Bay? Yeah. Come on. Tampa Bay's bonus. I know Tampa Bay is good, but like, I, 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 I honestly think like Boston's an underrated team that people aren't giving that much credit for. Like, they have some really good players, and so Boston's got two things, right? Boston's got two things that the season can go one of two ways. They're either going to be just as good as last year and better because they have a young slate. I mean, if you look at the Pittsburgh Penguins and the way that they won their two Stanley Cups, it was by having a good mix of, you know, veteran players and then a good mix of young players. And Boston sort of took that same thing. It was sort of like L.A. When L.A. won the Stanley Cup, they did the same thing that Boston did. They copied it and they got like a, a Milan Lucic in, in their, um, who, 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 Dustin Brown, right? Before, that they, before they got Milan Lucic, they had their Milan Lucic and Dustin Brown. They had solid defense. So Boston sort of did the same thing L.A. did by stealing Boston's game. They stole Pittsburgh game. And now they have a young team, a fast team. They just got Joachim Nordstrom. They signed him for more speedy depth. Um, so it's going to go one of two ways. They're going to be a really good team, just as good as last year, if not better. Or they could possibly miss the playoffs. I know I sound stupid saying that, but 
when you have a lot of young players who just played their first year in the NHL, you can't deny it. There's such thing as sophomore slump, right? And more than one player hit sophomore slump at at the same time. You know what I mean? So it could go bad for Boston by guys like Jake DeBrush, Danton Hein, and Anders Bjork, Ryan Donato. If they don't perform the way they did last year, it's very possible that Boston misses the playoffs. With that being said, it doesn't mean that the organization's in disarray because everybody goes through tough times as young players. Um, I still think they make the playoffs. I still think they're a good team. And I, and I do think that they have some more top six forward depth. Uh, but with that being said, I, I'm a little concerned about Toronto and Tampa Bay. They're tough teams, but it's going to be, you know, I, it's funny because I read, I think it was NHL network that had the top three teams likely to win the Stanley cup first place, the Toronto Maple Leafs, second place, Tampa Bay, third place, the Boston Bruins, the top three teams, the Atlantic are the top three teams that likely win the Stanley cup according to NHL network. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's high on the Leafs. To be honest, I still like, I know they'll be good. They'll be run and gun. They'll score lots of goals. Their defense isn't going to get it done in the playoffs. Their goaltending is not going to get it done. I, I'm not. I'm not worried about the goaltending. It is the defense. Like I, you don't really. They, it's kind of like Edmonton in a way. They didn't bring anyone in. Like it's, you know, you know, like the departure for the Leafs is Roman Polak and Babcock fed him minutes. So I think there's a hole there for them to grab a right shot defenseman, and I hope that they they're able to find, you know, something out there. I don't know. If, I don't know if Justin Falk's the answer. No, they have too many offensive D man. They need like shut down. Stay home defenseman. Like, yeah. PK. Yeah, PK kind of. Yeah, I think we might know one. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's not get started. Well, let's, on that. let's go to the Panthers. What do you think? Like, what's your take on their their off season? What's your, uh, you know, like how do you think they're yeah. going to do this year with bringing in Hoffman and all the other moves they made? I I still think that they have to make a move because. I still think there's internal cap there. They're near the top of the the uh, the top of the max. Yeah, that's kind of crazy to see a team so, that doesn't bring up that doesn't have a huge. Yeah, they don't even make that yeah. much in a year, so I don't know why they would spend that much. But uh, the Hoffman move, I don't know, just shake my head. Like the, I don't know why bring in that distraction, yeah. that headache. Now you got to shake up your top six. You were rolling at the end of the year last year, one of the hottest teams. Like, just, they're always, like, they can't just leave it alone. They're like me in fantasy football. I'll be rolling along, and I just got to make a trade to shake <laughs> things up, like, or do something. And then it just collapses in front of you. Like, they were on that playoff run. Oh, let's go, let's go. And then let's bring in analytics. And then, oh, all of a sudden, it's just, oh, now they're brutal again. And so, same thing. Last year, they're rolling, they're rolling. Oh, no, now they signed this, I don't know, 30-year-old Russian. Like, yeah, let's bring him in because he's going to help out. But anyways, yeah. so we'll get into that. But I like don't they know. got a lot of opportunity. I don't think, I don't think they no. make playoffs, though. No. They won't make playoffs. I just, it's, it's, their division is so kind of weak in a way. With, you know, like, it, it, like Buffalo should be better. But, like. The bottom. Yeah. The bottom half. Like, well, yeah. The weaker teams did get better. Buffalo got better. And I don't better, know, Montreal, thought, sure. like, Shea Weber's out now. Like. That's, yeah, no, Montreal, they're, I think they're a few years done. They're going to have to unload. And what happens with so Yeah, they're going to send a contender for once. Give the guy a chance. <laughs> yeah. Jocko, what yeah, do you think exactly. happens with uh, Eric Carlson? With who? Uh, Eric Carlson. What do you think happens with him? <laughs> Eric 
Eric Carlson. Who is he with? The Ottawa Senators. Ah, yes. Yeah, sorry. The captain my wife is in love with. Uh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Hey, we won't, we won't get into that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, no, Eric Carlson. Yeah, that's a tough one, eh? Like, he's, uh, you know, he was rumored to go where? Tampa Bay. But, obviously, that didn't fall through. But if it does fall through of some sort of him going to Tampa Bay, man, they're, I think, definitely the team to beat, for sure. Like, <laughs> adding a an elite player like he is, I think, uh, yeah, whoever gets him actually is just increasing their value as their team. But uh, what is the trade talks right now kind of slimmed down on him, I think. And Well, so Elliot far- Friedman tweeted out saying that he uh, – Vancouver was kind of involved. That was probably about a week or two ago, and then it's been and pretty quiet there. But- that they weren't, right? What's that? And then Vancouver, they kind of tweeted back that they're not – they weren't yeah, really – Yeah, there was – Jim Benning kind of shut that down uh, real yeah. quick. And, you know, he probably made a call. Maybe he didn't make the call. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, the price – I don't know if Bobby Ryan's in, is the guy that you're going to have to see. Do you think Bobby Ryan's involved there, Nick, if they're trading Carlson? You know, I, I think he might have to be because when you trade a guy like Eric Carlson, you're talking about a franchise player who – you're not going to find you know, ever again. You know, these players, they don't just fall on your lap all the time in, in, in drafts. You, you really need to work to get those players, and Eric Carlson's not a replaceable player. So, you know, if you're Ottawa and you're going to trade him, you have to get the most that you can, and some of that means getting some cap relief, and you get a ton of cap relief by moving on from Bobby Ryan. Uh, at the same time, if you're like Tampa Bay, you really have to get creative with the way that you're going to be able to take on both of their contracts and sign Carlson to a big, big extension in the coming years. So, uh, yeah, I, I do think that Bobby Ryan's likely part of it, but at the same time, I think that's going to unfortunately limit the amount of teams that they can trade Carlson and Bobby Ryan to. Yeah, if Vegas gets involved there, I don't know. They might get involved now yeah. with the Nate Schmidt news. That's kind of – you can kind of dive, dive into <laughs> that one there. Uh, do you guys think they're, the priority with Vegas getting another defenseman and, and going to get Carlson is higher now with the Nate Schmidt news? Or do you think it's this kind of status yeah. quo? They'll just kind of try to fill that hole. Like, I don't know, do they go – I wonder – because Lucas Sabiz is the UFA. I wonder if they try to go back to him. Uh, you never know, but – I, they have to sign a D, I think, now because, well, they don't have yeah. Theodore. And now with Schmidt gone for 20. Yeah, they're, they're like – So, I could see them moving in on yeah. Carlson is, now. Is Schmidt – so, Schmidt specifically, not to change the subject, but he's gone for 20, right? But can that be – you know, can that be scaled back a little bit? Because Schmidt made – in his release, in his press release, he said that he had an independent guy come in. He's a what, – what was the word? Like a – contamination environmentalist or something like that right yeah uh and and he used the quote that what was found in his system was the equivalent of a pinch of salt in a pool and you know it's like if if you have a guy like that saying that is there an opportunity here to get the suspension scaled back or is he gone for 20 games and now vegas has to make some moves i i i don't think it's gonna get rescinded i think he's got the 20 games because i think what happened is he, are, he yeah, already yeah, had his yeah. appeal. Oh, we already had his appeal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think it went through yeah. a process that was really good that it didn't leak out. And, uh, yeah, I, so I think it is it is what it is now. And, and he, might, he might be able to do kind of like, like a Brady situation where you go kind of to a higher court. But 
I don't I don't know the rules exactly well, I mean, on look, that. The well, look, the whole Brady thing was bullshit. I got to say that because I'm yeah, you and Ryan are Patriots fans. Yeah, I am. A, my kid's name is oh, Brady. Oh, good. So. That's awesome. And I, I do, yes. you know what? I do part time yeah. with the Pats too. I do fan engagement and marketing with the Pats. So I was there the other, I was there oh, the nice. other day for training camp, and it there was a rain delay. So we're walking down, all, all staff are walking down the same tunnel. And I'm standing there next to Bill Belichick, and I'm just like, this is. I'm I'm walking with a god right now. It's unbelievable. Well, I don't know about a god. I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, think well, it depends I on think, how you look uh, at him. He's a god to he's a god to New England. He's the cheater or else. He's the cheater. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Look what's happening. Yeah, you guys crush. I lost a lot of money on that game. Uh, I think it was last year when <laughs> oh, when, when uh, oh, James yeah. got the touchdown. I was. Give it, I was flipping the bird to the TV, and then all of a sudden later I had to clean out my bank account. <laughs> well, we only we only have a few minutes left, so let's uh, touch on a couple more important ones. Uh, we mentioned well, let's a give a bit. plug into our last two sponsors there. We uh, um, One Touch Auto Body and Ball Hockey Edmonton. So uh, thanks, thanks those guys for jumping on board. Uh, ball Hockey Edmonton is uh, the biggest ball hockey league in Canada. They're the home home of the back-to-back national champs, the uh, Edmonton Savages, and uh, One Touch Auto Body. Um, you guys need any kind of any accidents, any collision, or any kind of stuff like that, or even you want to sell a vehicle, they'll help you out. Um, we got a full painting booth there, so if you just want to even go get your car painted, uh, those guys will help you out there too. So thanks to those guys for jumping on, and and uh, we uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Josh. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Max Pacioretty before we go. Uh, what's going on with Pacioretty? Is he going to stay in Montreal? It sounds like he wants to. And, you know, Montreal says they want him as well. But I think one of the things that a lot of hockey fans have learned is that you can't trust anything that, that uh, a lot of Montreal staff says. So is, is he going to stay? Is, is a long-term deal going to get done, or is he likely traded? Uh, it, it's pretty interesting because his agent came out. He switched agencies around the draft. It's kind of weird. Walsh now, right? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of weird. A lot of agents, like Taylor Hall, left his left and went to a new agency, and uh, so that, that happened quite often this summer. Obviously, Austin Matthews did the same thing too. So, um, you know, we'll uh, you know see kind of what happens there with his agent coming out and saying that two reporters were told by Montreal to to post a, kind, of, kind of some kind of leak. I think that's kind of what was going on. And he's been on record saying that he wants to stay there, but if the organization doesn't see, see the same thing in return. Yeah, I think, I think they're going to be in a sell mode here, either this year or next year. So if he wants long-term, I don't think they want to give him the money because that's going to obviously kick teams out if he's making big money that can trade for him. But I think they got to well, dump at, him now. Look, is this is there a bigger gong show? Well, it could it could be year? like what's going on like, in Ottawa. Too. It's always it something. might be Ottawa, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ottawa, yeah. So yeah. you know, it was yeah, it was Florida? Now it's Ottawa, and you know, Ottawa's assistant general manager Randy Lee um, resigned from his position, so that's was a cloud over or over them, and you know, obviously the Hoffman news, yeah. and you know, people from the Florida Panthers have been on record saying that they've dealt with the Hoffman stuff. You know, they did their due diligence and, you know, it won't be an issue going into uh, to camp. I think uh, Chris Pronger was on a uh, radio station out west here and he was talking about uh, they might just address it one more time to start a training camp and then after that I'll be left, left alone. 
Yeah, I, I can't see them dragging that no. home too much. I think it would, that was more of a, a personal thing yeah. with Carlson's wife, and everyone gets a fresh start. And I, they, I hope they trade Carlson because he doesn't. No, the owners kind of getting shafted around. By I know them, we kind of but... went away from the Patrietti talk. I, yeah. you know, it's a, he's a proven goal scorer, uh, and you know, like Craig Button says, the hardest thing to do in this game is score goals, and he wants to stay there, yeah. but they, they don't want him. So I don't, I don't understand. Um, you know, you know, trade him now. They, 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 they got to get, you know, when they trade him, they got to get a center and a defenseman in return. I think price, like, you know, as much as Peter Shirelli's on a lightning rod here in Edmonton, uh, Bergevin's on that one over there in Montreal. Oh yeah. So I guess uh, the last thing I'll ask right now, so we can wrap up this show. It's been a great show. Happy to have Jeff Glass on as well. Now some breaking news, and I tell you what, the uh, the Twitter sphere is going crazy about it right now. We got some big time people who are sharing that information. So happy for him, and looking forward to seeing you know how he does with that PTO. Last thing I'll ask about Eric Carlson. Okay, this is a quick little question. If they don't trade him, which seems like at this point, you know, trading a guy like Eric Carlson seems like a mistake, but at the same time, if they don't trade him, is he like 100% gone or is there an opportunity he could resign? Ooh. I I don't know. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead, John. I think, yeah, I don't know. That's a tough thing, right? He's... They, I mean, he's loved the city of Ottawa and he, I mean, all that good stuff, but does he stay after everything that has happened to him there and all that? I think in the end, no, I think he'll, I mean, hit somewhere else personally. Yeah, he's, I think he's got to go too after all that mess and just everything. I think it's just time for his, a fresh his wife is from there. Um, so obviously there's a bit yeah. of a tie, but he, he came out like there was, you know, a few people out, out in the States there said that he wouldn't resign in Canada. And then he, he reached out to uh, Elliot Friedman and he, uh, you know, Elliot said that, you know, and what what he told him is that he's, he would be open to resigning in, in a Canadian market, oh, but I don't know if he, if, if he will or not. So. I don't know. I, I personally, if it's my choice, I'd be heading to Vegas. I'd be saying, make a deal, get me out to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No state, no state tax. Good yeah. weather. Why not? They're on the up and up. I agree. If you want to win, that's. I think that's the place. To you go think Vegas, if if Vegas gets Eric Carlson, are they pretty much a lock for the Stanley Cup final for for a few years? I think they're definitely Western Conference yeah. final favorites wow. for sure. Yeah, they're. They're pretty deep. They got so much cap space they can add if they need to. They can even if they bring in Carlson and Bobby Ryan's yeah, contract. Yeah, right. Well, it'll so, be interesting we'll to see, see. Uh, guys. That's going to do it for us. What a great first show! Uh, I want to thank you know all yeah. of our my, my co-hosts here. I'm Nick Go, and I want to thank Joshua Marshall, Ryan Petrovich, and Chris St. Jacques. Uh, boys, we did a good job today, and and thank you to Jeff Glass for coming on and sharing a little breaking news for us. Uh, we're happy for him, excited for him, and looking forward to the season and seeing if he's on those Calgary Flames. Uh, until next time, guys, thanks for joining me, and uh, we'll do it again. Thanks, guys. Have a good, have a good day. Yeah. Thank you. See you guys. Yeah, thanks.